All right, so you're just getting started and you're thinking to yourself, man, I'm just gonna use Google Suite to manage my cash practice as I get going. Look, I did the same thing and here's what I can tell you. When I finally had to switch over, it was a huge pain in my butt to try to move all the notes and all of the documentation that I had over to another platform so I could stay compliant. Do yourself a favor, start with a platform that you can scale with that makes you look more credible. When you're trying to book people on Google calendars, come on guys, that's not what a real business does. A real business has something that actually helps support it on the back end, and it is branded to you. It looks like your company. Check out PT Everywhere if you're just getting started. They're doing something really cool for cash practices, and I really love this, one of the features that they're doing. If you're new, they actually will charge you less as you're getting started, and as you grow your membership, your actual dues each month for the platform, it goes up with your practice growing. So you can actually save money up front if you're just getting started, but yet have a platform that you can grow into. I think it's amazing. It's the only company I know of that's doing that. And go figure it's owned by a cash practice owner, which we love as well. So guys, head over to pteverywhere.com. Check out what they're doing. If you're just getting started, I highly recommend you check them out. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us, who don't want to see 30 patients a day, who don't want to work home health, and have real student loans create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Danny Matei, and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. What's going on, guys? Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast, and today I wanted to uh, share a little I guess information, lesson learned that I just took away uh, from a conversation that I had with a fellow entrepreneur, um, someone who is significantly further along than um, than I am, uh, and really somebody that's a uh, industry leader, especially in the the fitness, uh, you know, health and wellness sort of community, um, and somebody that we're actually looking at um, trying to bring in to be a guest presenter at um, one of our live events next year for our mastermind. So um, anyway, to give give you a little kind of backstory uh, with this guy. I honestly just got on the call with him just to feel out whether it'd be the right fit, um, you know, see how much it would cost, what the parameters of bringing somebody in would be uh, of his caliber. And um, it turned into about a 40 minute conversation, just talking business, uh, which was, which is awesome. It's like my favorite topic. I love talking with other entrepreneurs, kind of hear what they've done. And, and it's like, it's like a, a breadcrumb trail that you can follow and just kind of like see, okay, it's not every step of the way, but it gives you kind of an interesting perspective as to like what decisions you can make next. And he said something to me that I've never really had it, um, explained this way where, um, you know, you, when you start, you know, if you imagine your skill set in business is basically like a zero. So any entrepreneurial vehicle is going to be like a, a, a good decision for you. Like even the most simple, basic thing uh, is is going to be the right fit for you, especially like the simpler, the easier it is early on, the better it is because you really have like no experience, you have no knowledge. Um, so you're not really even going to be able to you know, run anything that's of, you know, significance or complexity. So for instance, if you are to think of yourself sort of as, you know, zero to 10, where you're at, as far as your entrepreneurial skill set, and you're like a zero, and the best place for you to start really is probably like a side hustle, right? And this is where a lot of people start. They start with a side hustle, they sublease some space at a, at a facility. They have minimal overhead, minimal risk, 
minimal complexity. They're basically just trying to prove the fact that they can get people to come and um, work with them, you know, as, as clients and patients or whatever you want to call it. Um, but what happens is as you start to get better at that and you start to realize, oh, this is how I market, this is how I sell, this is how I, you know, have a repeatable sort of patient experience. Um, then the next thing that happens is, you know, you've upgraded your entrepreneurial skill set. So maybe now you're at like a two and you realize, man, like I can do more. I can take on more. And if I just stay here, then you probably get frustrated because you're not moving on to the next logical thing and testing your skills and pushing your boundaries. So this is where we move to a standalone space, right? And now all of a sudden there's, there's a fear and anxiety associated with that. You hire staff, you move to a standalone space and you know, you're learning all these other things. You're learning how to get other people to sell, how to systemize what you're doing and have people follow your play and, and build out a business that is not entirely, you know, dependent on your skill set. Now, you know, this business vehicle is a better vehicle it has more opportunity, more potential, uh, more risk as well, but you have a better skill set. So it, it matches up. And, and the thing that he told me that I thought was so interesting was, you know, he, he's a 30 year career at this point as an entrepreneur in the health and the fitness space. And he was like, look, man, like every time that I've made, you know, a, a pivot, it's because I found a vehicle that aligned with where my skill set was at. Right. So when, you know, you know, when, when he had a gym, you know, he had a very low skill set, lower opportunity vehicle, and he pivoted to something else and he had to build a skill set up and then pivot to something else and build a skill set up. And we see this, like I said, again and again, with these sort of businesses, I just never really had any, have had anybody explain it in a way like this. that just made sense as to, Oh, that's why we feel we need to build out, you know, a standalone space. That's why we feel like we need to, you know, bring on, uh, you know, uh, or at a gym in conjunction with that. That's why we feel like we need to have a second location. That's why we feel like we need to license something or franchise something. That's why we feel like we need to build software. That's why we feel like we need to, you know, you lump the next thing in there that is challenging you in a way that forces you to grow your entrepreneurial skill set to match the vehicle of opportunity associated with that. Not everybody is necessarily going to be this way. You know, you may get to a point where you're just like, man, this is perfect. This is what I want. For a lot of people that we work with, they find the sweet spot to be in these sort of five to $600,000 sort of gross revenue businesses that are, that are profitable. There's only a couple employees. They're, they're, they're easy to run. You know, I mean, they're fairly easy to run for as a business is concerned. Um, and you know, they're, they're great. Cause you have a small team, you can build a cool culture. Uh, you know, you guys are working together and, and it's, it's like a little family you can create where you can give them really cool opportunities as well. And, and I think there's, you know, it's, it's a great vehicle if you really kind of want to stay there. And every time you move up, it's, it's infinitely more complex and challenging and more risky. But if you really are, you know, testing yourself and trying to grow and build your skill set, as there's a subset of entrepreneurs that they always are going to just sort of like, they, they love the game more than they love, you know, the end result. There's a book I'm reading right, reading right now by a guy, his name is Tim Grover, that uh, one of our mastermind members, shout out to you, Dan Jensen, gave it to me in Dallas. Um, he's a friend of his and uh, gave me his book. Uh, this is a guy that was, you know, Kobe Bryant's trainer, Michael Jordan's trainer, Dwayne Wade, has worked with a lot of high level entrepreneurs and, um, and athletes. And it's actually, it's, it's an interesting book because it paints the idea of winning in somewhat of a negative, you know, light where it's like, it, they just don't know any other way. And they're obsessed, you know, and they're obsessed with chasing a win with the next win. 
uh, and at the expense typically of many other things, balance, um, family, life, uh, lifestyle, uh, friendships. And they don't have any of those things because they're so obsessive over the win. And it's like they almost, they, I don't know if they like winning as much as they just purely hate losing and they love to compete. And, you know, for some people, they're constantly going to want to see what's the next level of their skill set that they can test. Not everybody's like that, but some people are. And in that case, when you start to see this vehicle that matches up with your skill set and it starts to be heavily more weighed where your skill set is, you know, higher on that scale of a zero to 10 than the vehicle opportunity is that's when you're honestly probably going to start looking at what are the other options that I have because you've sort of progressed past that. So something to think about, I thought it was really interesting how he, uh, you know, presented this and it wasn't something that I thought we we're going to talk about at all. And it's just something I took away that I thought was, you know, really, uh, a lot of clarity associated with that and, and for myself, but also for a lot of people that we work with that are kind of, you know, they're like, all right, cool. Like you pretty much accomplished what you're trying to do. Like, why, what, what's next? Why are you doing it? Well, it's because the game is enjoyable, you know, and, and the challenge is enjoyable and moving on to the next challenge is, uh, in business, something that I think you can always pretty much do, I guess, until you're like, I don't know, Bill Gates <laughs> or Jeff Bezos. Uh, and in that case, like then they usually go to philanthropy or philanthropy. So then they're just like helping a lot of people in other, in other ways, it's a different challenge for them. So, um, so anyway, I thought that was interesting. I hope that you guys, uh, you know, find some value in that with this conversation I had with somebody that's, you're probably not going to get on the phone with, I'm probably not going to get on the phone with, and it has something to do with us bringing him in to do something like this a hard person to get in touch with is so busy. Uh, and, uh, his time is incredibly valuable. So I thought I'd share that with you guys. Hope it's, uh, hope it's helpful. And as always, thank you much. Thanks for listening. And, uh, We'll catch you next time. Hey, real quick before you go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And I would love it if you got involved in the conversation. So this is a one-way channel. I'd love to hear back from you. I'd love to get you into the group that we have formed on Facebook. Our PT Entrepreneurs Facebook group has about 4,000 clinicians in there that are literally changing the face of our profession. I'd love for you to join the conversation, get connected with other clinicians all over the country. I do live trainings in there with Eve Gigi every single week, and we share resources that we don't share anywhere else outside of that group. So if you're serious about being a PT entrepreneur, a clinical rainmaker, head to that group, get signed up, go to facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash PT entrepreneur, or go to Facebook and just search for PT entrepreneur. And we're going to be the only group that pops up under that name.